Welcome to the Pi Sigma Epsilon podcast, where we bring you a business advantage for life in the time that it takes to walk to class or drive to work. My name is Kristen Pearson, and I'm the Director of Member Services at the Pi Sigma Epsilon National Headquarters, and I'm an alumnus of the Delta Omega chapter at Illinois State University. And my name is Daniel Schultz, and I'm the current Collegiate Vice President of Pi Sigma Epsilon and member of the Epsilon Epsilon chapter at Ball State University. And today we have Amber Hulse, which you're going to learn a lot more about her in our interview with her. Um, And she is from the University of South Dakota. Hi, Amber. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Really good. Can you first tell us a little bit about your PSE experience and why you joined the Delta Mu chapter? Absolutely. Um, I've only been in PSE since about October of last year. I got talked into going to a meeting by one of my friends that was in PSE and also student government. So I was a big student government fan and he somehow convinced me to go to a PSE meeting. And I basically was sucked into PSE after that because frankly, Rand Wergen is terrifying and I love a good challenge. (laughs) Uh, He is, but it's always with the best of intentions. Yes. Tough love is good. Um, So with that, what national events have you attended? And at those, what was your favorite programming or competition that you took part in? So I've only been to nationals once this year in Jacksonville. And I've only ever competed in pro-am, but I would love to do the national speakers competition in the future. I used to do extemporaneous speaking in FFA when I was in high school, and it's a very similar setup. Um, But Pro-Am is becoming more and more fun for me the more that I get in that room and get a feel for the process. I really do like the adrenaline and the way that it's really forced me to learn how to control my nerves and reactions in tough situations. That's awesome. So fun fact, um, I was also an FFA and also a group called TSA. And in those competitions and the events through that is why we do an extemporaneous speaking competition is because there was always a speaking competition at nationals and then we or at regionals and then we brought it to nationals and then we added the extemporaneous because I had, I had always competed in that as well. So I love that you said that you just brought me back. Um, so, and also congratulations on, um, becoming a future leader this year. So at our national convention, we have, um, anywhere between 12 and 20, it varies every year of freshmen and sophomores that have gone above and beyond and really put themselves out there in PSC. And you were one of our um, scholarship recipients. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And then also you were a finalist for the Pro-Am Salathon. So your first time, that's amazing. And I commend you for that because Pro-Am Salathon scares me. So um, I... <laughs> I, I did the speaking competition to stay away from the pro-am on purpose, but um, as much as my boss hates that I say that, um, I'm pretty open about that one. Um, <laughs> so while we're talking about different um, titles that you have won, we can talk about the most recent one. So this past week, you were actually named Miss South Dakota. Yes. So can you tell us more about your pageant experience? Like when did you start? How did it all lead to this? Absolutely. So when I was 13, I started doing pageants. This was seven years ago. And if you can imagine this, seven years ago, I was probably the most tomboy person you could ever imagine. I was an only daughter and I was raised on a hunting camp. So I always say that I was the daughter that was also the son at the same time. Someone gave me a dress from the 1980s to wear. I had no idea what I was getting into other than the fact that I was going to get to play the piano on stage. 
And that was the only reason why I did it. And my best friend, she was kind of the yin to my yang at the time. And she always, we said that she was born with high heels on because she was the girly girl. And she talked me into doing it. And so I did it once and I absolutely hated it. And then following weekend, she said, okay, well, just do it one more because then we can hang out this weekend. And it was in another city. So she's like, we can you know, hang out and go to the mall and travel together. So then I won and my best friend didn't win. And she had been doing it since she was like four. Oh, no. <laughs> And so that was an interesting time in our friendship. But since then, I had a director at that time who was a past Miss South Dakota. And she really took me under her wing. And she was like one of the top lawyers in South Dakota, very politically involved, someone that I still look up to today as a role model. And so she was the one that really cultivated me into being a successful pageant candidate. And so since then, I've won four um, local teen titles. I was in the top five every year at the state level for teen. And then I went on to be a Miss and won three, teen, uh, three Miss titles. And then it was my third time, as a, you know, third time's charm. I won Miss South Dakota, and I will compete at Miss America live on NBC sometime in December, hopefully. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Don't forget us if you get famous, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, so it definitely sounds like you've had uh, quite a wealth of experience, uh, maybe not as much as your friend at the time, but up to this point, you've had a breadth of experience with seven years, you said, uh, working in these pageants. Could you tell us a bit about what your sales experience looks like, since I'm assuming you probably didn't start that seven years ago? No. So I never thought that I would be in a sales or marketing fraternity. I learned how to sell advertisements through Miss South Dakota and get sponsorships because of that. And I think that that was the little bit of sales background that I had that made me so successful in PSE this year. Um, so because of some of the help that I had with PSE and sales practices at meetings back at USD, I somehow man managed to make top 36 at nationals this year, which is still mind blowing to me because I still think of myself as a complete newbie because I know nothing. Um, but I think that really the help with some of the sales experience that as a 13 year old, I was going around to local businesses asking them to sponsor me in state pageants that really helped me learn you know, really how to listen to people and sell things at a very young age. So it was very comfortable to me. What, um, in what ways did you find the experiences of pageantry and sales similar? So like I was just saying, there has to be some sort of connection between Miss America pageants and PSA, PSE, because this year the national winner of, um, the PSE Pro-Am, Allison, she's actually also a local title holder in the Miss America organization. And so we figured that out on social media. We didn't even know that when we were at PSE Nationals together. But there has to be something in the water with pageants and PSE because um, I question why I did so well. And a lot of people had to question why I was going to be in a business fraternity because I'm a political science major. Um, and I always said that one day I'm going to have to sell my legislation ideas to my colleagues. But um, with pageants, you're selling yourself. So regardless, in every avenue, you're going to sell something, whether it be a product or an idea or yourself or a position. So PSE really does prepare you for that. That's absolutely true. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, that sales is definitely a transferable skill and one that's very helpful. Um, could you talk about what skills you've learned that you think have helped you in pageantry from PSE and maybe from, P uh, and maybe from PSE that have helped you in pageantry? So my speaking skills and ability to really think on my feet from pageantry has helped a lot in PSE, especially when you're in pro-am and you get an objection that you're like, that was not something that I was expecting at all. Um, you know, in pageants, you get asked 
it's, you know, what's your favorite color and why? And then the next question is, how do we solve, you know, issues with ISIS? You have 30 seconds, please go. And so, you know, you really have to be able to bounce back and forth and be able to follow conversations and listen really intently because the conversations switch so often. Um, and I think that <clears throat> has really helped me in PSE. Um, also, as a title holder, you are kind of thrown into some really awkward conversations with complete strangers, and you're expected to make small talk while also trying to get a sponsorship. And to me, that's basically ProM in a nutshell, Sam's the Cutco knife. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of, your, um, one of your initiatives is Operation Overload. Can you please tell me more about why you started that and even what it is and what your goal for that is? So as a Miss America title holder, you're expected to have a social impact initiative or sometimes refer to them as a platform. And that's something that is an issue or um, just something that you advocate for or speak on during your year of service. And so mine is called Operation Overload, which is a nonprofit that I formed this year in the state of South Dakota. And it's all about helping kids get better career counseling information and also better access to higher education, whether that be, you know, going to a four-year university or getting some kind of VOTEC degree or even just some kind of, um, you know, mentorship or other um, situations where you're learning like a trade. Um, and so basically what I've done is connect different people in the guidance counseling area in their master's degrees with students in rural communities that need more career counseling because a lot of schools in South Dakota don't have specific counselors for high school. Sometimes it's a counselor that ranges across county lines even that you know hops from school to school and it's K through 12. So students that are going through huge decision-making processes don't have the help that they need. Um, other than that, I've also established a website, operationoverload.org. So students can go there to get a lot of information all in one spot so they're not Google searching with millions of hits trying to find the information that they need because oftentimes students feel overloaded with that um, and they just feel like they you know, can't get through the weeds. And so that's why I formed it because I was the kid that everyone said that had it all figured out. And 10 days before I graduated high school, I changed what school I was going to go to. And it's something that you hear all the time. People say, oh, well, I hated the first school that I picked. And that's why I transferred to another school. And that made them not graduate in four years, which is a financial burden. And so these are huge decisions that you're, you know, supposed to be making. And I'm there to help students so they don't feel overloaded. Well, I'm really glad that you're doing that. It's a student debt is a big issue that people have nowadays. So any help is much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that you said being tied back with uh, Miss South Dakota and with your pageantry, what does the next year as Miss South Dakota look like? What does that title mean for your everyday life? So usually as a state title holder, most girls from other states or young women will take their entire year off of their education to be full-time the Miss representative for their state. Um, I am unable to do that because I am on scholarship at my university and have to maintain full-time student status. But um, for the summer, I'll be attending a lot of different um, events for, you know, Aurora Days and little towns and they have big festivals. Um, I'll be at the Sturgis Rally. I'll visit Mount Rushmore on the 4th of July. Anything that's kind of ceremonious. Um, throw the first baseball at baseball games. Sing the national anthem. Ribbon cuttings. Check signings. Um, and then once the school year starts, I'll be visiting, I'm going to try to visit a school in every single county in the state of South Dakota um, and promote my social impact initiative, Operation Overload, across the state. And then I'm also going to be putting on an event called Super Saturday, which if you can imagine a career planning convention 
with speakers from like ACT, FAFSA, um, you know, some other opportunities like Job Corps, um, cosmetology schools, anything that you could think of in a comprehensive career planning convention so that students can go to like a one-stop shop for everything that they need to plan their careers. Um, so that's kind of the big things that I'm looking forward to. Miss America Prep is going to be in full swing, um, going to the gym every day, getting wardrobe sponsorships, getting all of that figured out, performing my talent all over the place. So I can be practiced for that. But it's a full-time job, so I'll be busy on top of you know taking a full-time course load as well. Yeah, and we'll be following your journey throughout the next year as well. And of course, um, pushing it out to our social media because this is such a cool thing that we get to say a Pi Sigma Epsilon member is Miss South Dakota. So yes. um, if yes. there's so any way that PSE can help you out, let me know. Um, we would love <laughs> to be able to help you out with your Super Saturday or whatever. Um, you know, that's the best part about Pi Sigma Epsilon is the network and how we can we can mobilize an, an army for anything you might need for from us. Yeah, you can follow me on social media. All my social media is Miss America SD. Perfect. I just want to thank you um, for getting on the phone with us. And um, you obviously have a very busy year coming up in summer. And so thank you for connecting with us. We'll be sure to, like I said, follow your journey and cheer you on as you hopefully uh, become the next Miss America. With that, um, we, I'd like to ask you our last question, which is, why is PSC your business advantage for life? Well, really, the connections that you make in PSC are incredible. Um, for me, I'm a political science major, but government and business intermix indefinitely. And regardless of your educational background, sales skills and connections can get you your foot in the door, wherever, whatever door you plan to walk through in your life met people that know that I will never work for their company and know that I'm not interested but still were messaging me on LinkedIn asking how my week was going when I was competing in South Dakota and those are the types of mentors and role models that you want as you continue your career in whatever field that might be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.